But that is that the pattern is we love to hustle. High performers want to have it all. They want to have the success in the relationships and they want to create a life of meaning and purpose. So they go out there and they do all these things and they're really, really good at what it is that they do. Most high performers don't have an issue making money. They don't have an issue, um, you know, being able to launch a business if they decide that they want to launch a business or get a higher promotion if they decide that they want a higher promotion. But what they struggle with is that they stay stuck inside of this hamster wheel of achieving, achieving, achieving. And what happens is you can rack up all these accolades over the years, but you never feel like it's enough. Welcome to the Network Marketing Made Simple podcast. I am your host, Scott Aaron, and each and every week, I'm going to come to you with short, simple, and powerful tactics of how you can grow your network marketing business, brand, bank account, and impact on those around you. And just remember, network marketing is not easy, but it can be made easy with simple steps to create the success that you truly deserve. Welcome to episode 89 of the Network Marketing Made Podcast. And if you are a new listener, then welcome. And if you are a returning listener, back. And as always, if you are a seasoned or new network marketer and you are still primarily building your business through the means of Facebook and Instagram, and you are not yet harnessing and leveraging the power of LinkedIn to grow your business brand and impact, then head over to my website, www.scottaaron.net, fill out the form to schedule a free 15-minute discovery call with me where I can learn more about you, your business, and how we could potentially work together. So this is a very special episode because as my listeners know, Thursdays are typically my little tidbit episodes, but when... Something comes up that is going to transform your listeners' lives. You have to lean into it. And this episode, I could not wait to put out. So I needed to record this as soon as possible to bring it to you guys so your lives can be transformed. So the person that I'm bringing to you guys today is not only the co-founder of Ladies Aligned, but she has her own podcast. She's a businesswoman. And she is a meditation teacher. This is her, her jam to her jelly. And when I mean this person is a high-level individual, she transforms lives inside and out. And as always, I do not want to tell their story. I want them to tell it to you. So Sandy Vo, welcome to today's episode. Scott, that was the most beautiful introduction ever. I feel so welcome and loved. Thank you so much. Well, you are welcomed and you are loved. <laughs> so you hit the nail right on the head. So um, I'm just so grateful for you. We, we've developed such an amazing relationship, just not only just you and I, but you know, your business partner, Melissa, mm -hmm. I just have such admiration for the both of you guys. You're changing so many, so many lives in so many ways. So before we get into all of the incredible things that you're doing and, and something that you actually just launched with, I'm excited to talk about, who is Sandy Vo, and how did you get to being who you are today? And I know that is an extremely loaded question. You can go as deep as you want with it, but how does one 
become a meditation teacher? In what aspect of your life where was a, a shift that kind of, you know, put this right in front of you? Mm, this is going to be a really juicy journey that we're about to go on. So, so my seatbelt's on. Sandy. Go ahead. <laughs> good. It's good to know that you'll be safe. So uh, as Scott says, I'm Sandy. I am a lover of matcha tea. If you follow me on my Insta stories, which is at iSandyVo, I literally have matcha mornings where I talk to you all about whatever's coming through from the goodness that I feel drinking matcha tea. I'm obsessed with it. And what's amazing is that there's equal caffeine in this matcha as there is in coffee, but it doesn't make you feel jittery and it actually adds these relaxation responses too. So I freaking love matcha tea. Uh, that's important. <laughs> and then the other <laughs> thing is I'm a host of a podcast called super conscious soul podcast. And like Scott said, I'm a businesswoman. And what's interesting is that people don't really see being a meditation teacher with being successful and being a meditation teacher with being a businesswoman. And I want to break that mold and I want to break that boundaries. And I want people to see that it's possible to have everything that you desire and serve in your purpose and still have so much success in your life and so much fulfillment in everything it is that you're doing um, while loving yourself along the way. And I'm also the co-founder of a women's empowerment company along with my beautiful business bestie that you mentioned, Melissa Martin, and it's called Ladies Aligned. We have an event every single year. We have one coming up this um, upcoming year for 2020 in May, and it's called Align and Rise. So yeah, lots of really exciting, amazing things doing uh, going on that I get to serve in. But where I most love to serve my time is in my meditation practice in the morning. Because when I can tap into this space that has been created for the practice, I can feel my energy just slowing down. And it feels so good when we live in such an overly stimulated, over-information-loaded kind of world. And it feels like we're always rushing from one thing to the next. And I see it being a businesswoman myself, right? And so when I can plug into these tools of meditation, I really learn how to understand my mind from a place of observing it without judgment. And when I can observe my mind and my thoughts without judgment, there's so much transformation that happens on a daily basis. It is constant inner work. And this is what provides the feel for me to run multiple businesses, to travel wherever, whenever it is that, that I want, to uh, be a podcast host. Um, you know, we the Superconscious Soul podcast has reached over 35 countries now. And it really helps me to be able to serve and give my one-pointed attention and intention wherever it is that I go. So, so Scott, um, I know that you talked a little bit about, you know, a little bit more about my journey and I want to make sure that it's a back and forth conversation. So feel free to interrupt me whenever. Is that cool? Yeah. My, my big thing is this, you, you know, you and I share some things in common that people might not realize we were both fitness competitors mm -hmm. and that's obviously how you met your business bestie, mm -hmm. Melissa. Mm -hmm. But what, what drew you to meditation? Because, you know, I do guided meditations every night, Nancy and I, and, you know, there was a, a good part of my life and you know, my story, I've, I've been on your podcast and I shared it. And, you know, back in the day before I started practicing personal development, reading books, podcast, meditation, most people think it's airy and fairy. And 
you know, the, the people that do practice meditation, you know, they think they're the yogis and, you know, a lot of women, but it, it's becoming very mainstream for human beings to, like you said, you know, shut off the noise. You know, there is so much external stimulation and really be in with one's self, get back to you. Mm. So what was it about meditation or what drew you to it that now that is your passion in your business? Yes. So if you're a high performer, if you are someone who is really successful in your network marketing business and your business and from the outside looking in, you seem to have it all together, but you know that you, you feel so disconnected from yourself. And if anything, you feel like you're wearing a mask that isn't even yours and you're playing into this facade that is actually exhausting your energy. If that's you, definitely listen into this because the journey will, will um, speak to you a lot. So I found meditation at a time when I was experiencing such a deep level of depression. And I was so good in my college years of wearing a mask and um, living a, a reality of like this happy, smiley face that um, wasn't real. I was projecting this sense of happiness, the sense of I've got it all together, the sense of I'm like hustling, you know, three jobs while I'm racking up like so many credits in college and doing part-time internships, like literally doing all the things. And I think people always thought that I had it together and I would get comments like that, but I knew inside I was just dying. I was exhausted. I felt like I was playing um, a life that wasn't really mine. And I felt like I was stuck inside of a hamster wheel that would not stop spinning. And I recognized that this pain that I was feeling began to deepen, this depression began to deepen when I kept doing more and more and more and more things to avoid thinking about it. Because if I can avoid being alone with my thoughts and being in silence with my thoughts, that must mean that I don't ever have to think about it. And so when I started to recognize and become aware of this depression, I was like, I need to do something about it. And I was at a point where I needed help because I no longer felt like I could help myself. And so I went to the school psychologist and I asked her, um, you know, I, I let her know exactly what was going on. I let her know the kinds of thoughts that I was thinking, how I was feeling, how my day to day looked like, how things suddenly felt super gloomy and I don't feel like anyone can understand me. I can't figure this out. And her immediate response to me was, here, she looks down, she writes a prescription, and it was a prescription for an antidepressant. And this was a very pivotal moment for me because it was a moment of learning how to practice discernment and listen to my intuition. And something told me in that moment that this might be the path for so many other people, but this is not the path for me, that I am meant for more and that I'm going to figure it out. So I respectfully told her, no, thank you to the antidepressants, which was such a pivotal moment. And I then started going on to Netflix. This is at a time when it first started coming out in 2012. And I watched this documentary. It was like a juicing documentary. And I started learning more about the effects of foods that we eat and that we put in our body and how much it affects our mindset, how much it affects our way of being in the world. And I realized that while I was in college, I gained a whopping 35 extra pounds on my body. And it wasn't until I looked down at my body, 
you know, while sitting at my desk and realizing, holy shit, like this is not mine. Like what just happened here? Like you, you don't listen to pain until it manifests in your own physical body. And so I started listening. I started doing tons and tons of research and I started changing my diet. And, and so what happens when you reach this state of like wanting to heal yourself, you start forming new extreme extremities. So an extremity for me before was, let me party, let me work really hard, let me get like straight A's and a high GPA, a GPA and all that stuff to keep myself distracted. That was an extremity right there. And then a mm. new extremity became, let me take care of my body, let me eat really, really clean and healthy foods, let me work out two hours a day. And basically, I started recognizing how much better it was that I was feeling. And when I made these changes to my diet and I made these changes to my life, I basically um, walked away from a lot of friendships. I started to spend more time um, focusing on what I was putting in my body, which meant probably counting calories um, and spending a lot of time in the grocery store over an hour and a half, two hours in a grocery store, studying labels and ingredients to make sure that everything that I was putting in my body was clean. And that became a new way of transforming this energy that felt so heavy that was living inside of me. And I started to go to the gym and lift weights. And as I was lifting weights and I would commit to showing up every single day, there was this woman that, that approached me and she was like, Hey, you look, you look super fit. Like, do you do bodybuilding? And I was like, Oh no, I, what is that? <laughs> and then she was like, <laughs> and she was like, Oh, well, um, you know, basically bodybuilding is exactly what it sounds. You can either, um, try like a fitness or you can do figure or, um, if you're petite, like you seem more like a fitness competitor more than figure. And then she was like, that would be really awesome for you. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that really sounds like me. That sounds really intense, but she planted that seed in my head. And as I began to continue this process of fitness, I started noticing um, that I would get into places where I felt like I was falling off and I didn't feel as committed to myself as I was in the beginning. So that seed then started blossoming. And I said to myself, well, what would it look like? Because at that time, I had actually opened up an anonymous Instagram account. And I started sharing my journey with all these people on social media. And I started sharing um, this journey on my blog as well, which I had since um, 2009. And people commenting and they started relating to everything that I was experiencing and it was so vulnerable because it was anonymous and that day to circle back I decided okay what would it look like if I were to commit to competing in a show and my only goal is to get myself onto the stage because if I get myself onto the stage that means that I was able to commit to myself that means that I was able to um, take myself through this journey of healing and, and moving this energy that's just sitting in my body that needs a place to go. And it means that uh, I'm, I'm going to be in a healthier body. So if I'm in a more fit body, then that must make me happy. So let me do that. So I shared with my audience at the time, which was 13,000 followers, it was in the beginning of 2013. I was like, Hey, y'all. And now I finally show my face. 
I'm like, this is what I'm, I'm doing. I'm committing to this fitness competition. And the show is on um, June 29th of 2013. And so I got all these people super excited for me and like cheering me on in the journey. And it was so helpful because they helped me to be accountable to everything that I was doing, my meal plans and my workouts. And it really motivated them in their own way. And so I'm building up this journey to the stage and I get on the stage and I have this incredible moment where I realize what all of this was for. It was for a healing that I had to go through because while I was in college, part of the reason that led me to the depression was abandonment from my father who left our family and um, started a new family. And it felt like it was out of nowhere and abandonment from my cousin who died right before I went into college. And she is my Mm. sister that my big sister that I've never had. And so it led me into this state of supreme depression. And when I got on stage, it was different than every other competitor. And I knew that my journey looked a lot different. And so I asked if I could sing and if I could dedicate the song, there you'll be from Faith Hill to my cousin, Lena. Because that was the journey to the stage for me. It wasn't about getting on stage and having people judge me and giving me a trophy. That was never my end goal. And so I sang the song. And that was actually the time when I met my business partner. So Melissa comes up to me and she was like, oh, my goodness, thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing that story about losing your cousin and how that motivated you in this fitness journey. I lost my sister to leukemia Mm. as well. And in that moment, we were able to connect at such a deep level out of the space of vulnerability. And that was in Boston, Massachusetts at the time. And then it was just silence between the both of us since then. We kind of just followed each other on social media. And that was that. Um, And then you fast forward to now, Melissa is one of my soul sisters, my business bestie. We started a business together. And um, there's just so much incredible things that happened from that moment. And I'll get into that a little bit later. So come to find out, Scott, that June 29th, the date of my show, was also the same day that my cousin passed away. (laughs) Three years earlier. So talk about synchronicity and and having an angel watching over you while you were doing that. You know, vulnerability is is really important. You know my story, and I, I shared it very candidly with your audience and obviously in person as well. And we all have, we all have these moments and, you know, obviously, you know, I dealt with my own abandonment issues when my father was in federal prison for two and a half years. And it's, it's something that, that you can, you can't really describe. It's more of like a feeling because everyone goes through different things in their life. In speaking on that, everyone has different journeys. Everyone has different paths that they go down and roads that they travel through what do you feel in, in, in this day and age? Because going back to what you said in the very beginning, there are so many distractions. We are so stimulated with everything that's going on. What are you finding as a, a common trend with high performers or even network marketers that, that they're really struggling with that if they kind of listen to it a little bit, they could propel themselves forward in the direction they want to go in? Yeah, what I find really common, and I've actually been just 
experimenting and observing high performers being one myself. Um, and I'm definitely an ex high performer in the way that people used to see it. But, but that is that the pattern is we love to hustle high performers want to have it all. They want to have the success in the relationships and they want to create a life of meaning and purpose. So they go out there and they do all these things and they're really, really good at what it is that they do. Most high performers don't have an issue making money. They don't have an issue, um, you know, being able to launch a business if they decide that they want to launch a business or get a higher promotion if they decide that they want a higher promotion. But what they struggle with is that they stay stuck inside of this hamster wheel of achieving, achieving, achieving. And what happens is you can rack up all these accolades over the years, but you never feel like it's enough. Mm. And that's the constant repeating pattern. And so what happens is once you create a goal and you chase that goal and you achieve that goal, somehow the benchmark moves and you continue your life that way. And so while you're desiring and you're craving to have more meaning and purpose in everything it is that you do, you still feel stuck in this hamster wheel because all you want to continue to do is achieve because that keeps you distracted because you don't have to do the inner work if you continue to stay busy. So what can people do? Because again, it's something that I'm working through because once you're in creation mode, it's really hard not to get yourself out of creation mode, but you do have to shut it down. You do have to rest. You do have to recover. What, what is something someone can do they've never meditated before they don't know how to shut it off what is a very very basic ground floor way where they can start learning how to shut it down to bring that inner peace mm, that's such a great question and i am all about ground level simple easy and so easy and it's such a no-brainer that you have no excuse, you know, to, to implement it. So um, something that you can do right away, if you feel like you're caught in this hamster wheel, if you feel like you don't know how to shut it down, is to focus your energy on doing what it is that you love, that you're in love with. Now, here's what I'm hearing from the person listening right away. They're going to be like, but I love my job, but I love my network marketing business, but I love everything that I do. But the reality is you can love something, but you can also love yourself in the mm. process. And sometimes what we do in our network marketing business, in our businesses in general, when we really want to grow and we're like, I'm obsessed with what it is that I'm doing. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it. However, you're not loving yourself in the process. Why? Because you're getting burnt out because you don't have clear boundaries, because you're not communicating your needs, and because you feel like you're going further and further away from the things that you value in your heart of hearts, and you're allowing the judgments and conditionings from other people, maybe in your past that you're unaware of, and that is taking precedence over your own boundaries and your own values. And for me, it's so funny because Nancy is going to her farm this weekend because that's her happy place is being in nature and kayaking and she knows how much I hate bugs and all that shit. So she's going to go and spend some time with her mom and this, that, or the other. And she goes, this is, she goes, what do you want to do? What, what, what do you think you'll do that day and a half that, you know, you're home. And it's funny. I have so many different happy places, but for me, because I'm go, go, go all the time, Sometimes for me, 
putting on a movie, getting a good glass of wine, you know, kicking my feet up on the table and just watching a couple movies. That's kind of like my Menlo Park is what Robin Sharma calls it. That's where I can tune out. I can not think about something for the first time in a while. And I can really allow myself. And and that's the thing. Self-love and self-appreciation comes in different forms to different people. Some people it's meditation. Some people it's yoga. I love working out. That's another place where I go to really unwind. It could be sitting at a coffee shop by yourself, reading a paper or a magazine or whatever it is, or going in in a drive in your car and listening to music. There are so many different ways to get into a meditative state. Everyone thinks meditation is literally sitting with your legs crossed, you know, with, (laughs) you know, your, your finger touching your thumb, oming, when that's just a part of one form of meditation, but meditation looks different for each person. And I think that's really, really important for people to understand. And I think you express that beautifully that you have to do what you love because love is putting yourself in that meditative state. Yeah. So for instance, for me, you know, I, there's nothing that I have on my calendar currently that I don't love to do. However, what really feeds my soul is doing things like painting. When I'm painting, I'm falling in love with the process of just seeing what's in my mind and putting it out onto Mm. a picture. I'm giving it my one pointed attention. I forget that time exists. I forget that space exists. And I'm so present and in the moment. That in itself is an action of meditation. So everyone's different. It's really about finding something that can help you to anchor. And I call these your anchors so that you can be grounded, so that you are also nourishing and feeding your soul. And it doesn't always have to be something that is um, relating to you doing something outside of you. How can a network marketer, because this, this is not going to be taught at any of their conventions or events, they're not going to teach meditation. They're going to teach them how to build their business and go on these 90-day runs where they're just in burnout mode all the time and they're running, 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 running. I mean, you've probably heard Melissa talk about it. How important and how effective in a positive way would it be for a high-performing network marketer or even a beginning network marketer to implement some sort of meditation strategy for themselves for their business? It would be a game changer. It would be a complete game changer because meditation does so much more than just allowing you to relax your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit. It also allows you to know yourself on such a deep level. And what happens in network marketing is we often learn from our leaders and we, we are taught to duplicate what it is that they do. And what in the process of doing that, what we're forgetting in the equation of that is who we really are. And so it starts getting to this phase where it feels like it's so out of alignment for you and you feel like you're doing the same thing that everyone else is doing when you're a completely different person under the same business, right? So when you learn how to practice meditation, you connect to your authentic version of self and you start showing up more confidently in that. You start attracting clients that just come to you in your DMs, in your inboxes and ask you more about what it is that they do because they want to know like what's got you glowing. 
And a lot of that happens in this meditation practice. And people can see that people can see when you show up and you feel like you're more freeing and you feel like you're operating from a place of you don't have to do these things. You're doing it just because it feeds your soul, you know? So I want to go back to the question that you asked of how I got started with meditation. And it was that summer after I competed in the fitness competition, I got the nice body. I got the abs. I was super fit. And I was like, I should be really happy right now and on top of the world. Well, it was the opposite. I remember being on my floor crying and being like, oh my goodness, this must be it for me. Like this, this must be, this must be it. I feel like there, I have so much that's outside of me and I've been able to you know, rack up this following and all these people are relying on me. This is literally my thought back then. Like, these are all the people that I'm probably meant to save. (laughs) And then I, I uh, was able to have this body and everything, but I wasn't happy. And so what ended up happening was I got into a state of uh, suicide. And I thought to myself, maybe this is it. Maybe uh, there's nothing more for me in this life. Um, that that I'm meant for. And so that summer, I got to a space where I didn't sleep for days, I was an insomniac. And I started feeling very mentally unstable. And I went to see my best friend's mom, who I knew had a background in psychology to help me. And she brought me to all these different physicians and psychiatrists, psychologists, nothing that no one said made any sense to me. And although they were all trying to put me on um, medication, I was rejecting it Mm. still until what happened was I went to see an Ayurvedic practitioner and this Ayurvedic practitioner is globally known and it's someone that helped save her life from um, cancer. And I sat with him and he was the first person to sit with me for three hours and ask me so many questions to really understand where it was that I was at. And he was like, you don't have, you know, bipolar, um, because that's what the people, uh, the doctors thought that I had. They're like, you're just going out of a deep depression. Have you tried meditating before? And I was like, no, what is that? Because my perception of meditation was, a Buddhist monk sitting inside of a cave, uh, not really caring about what's happening in the world. And he gave me this brochure and the brochure was to the American Meditation Institute. And I saw this, this man on the brochure, uh, Leonard Perlmutter, who is a world renowned meditation teacher. And I don't know anything about it. I just knew that it spoke to my soul in that moment. And my intuition was like, that's it right there. Go for it. So what ended up happening, that was in Massachusetts. And what ended up happening was that the American Meditation Institute was literally in my backyard in New York, literally 30 minutes away from where it was that I was living. I showed up and uh, I sat with Leonard Perlmutter. He knew exactly how to speak to my mind in a way that I could understand. Um, he, he could tell me that I wasn't crazy because I kept thinking that I was crazy. Um, and that, in that moment, uh, prior to that, I was just having a spiritual awakening and I didn't know that. And from the outside looking in, it, it, it looks like let's diagnose her with bipolar and let's diagnose her with X, Y, Z. And while it's true that there are chemical imbalances that happen in our bodies, it's also true that there are such things as having spiritual awakenings, right? And so my teacher recognized that and he led me through my very first meditation. 
And I felt like for the first time I had this cozy sense of warmth wrapped around my body. And I felt this supreme sense of bliss and love and peace that I had never, ever felt before. It was like, if you take all your desires away and all your fears away, all that's left is just what is. And what is, is this pure consciousness that we've all experienced in one way or another. And you can call it God. You can call it the universe. You can call it Buddha. You can call it whatever it is that you want. But we all have that sense of that connection to that source. And I felt it so deeply in that moment. And all it took was one minute, <laughs> one minute. And when I started getting the sense for that, I was like, wow, I want more of this. It's like when you smell something good, you want to keep sniffing until you find out where it's coming from, right? And I wanted more of it. And I knew that if I could just implement this one minute into my life every single day, that it was going to mm. change. So I walked away from social media. I deactivated all of my accounts and I committed to building a spiritual practice and a meditation practice. And I was just experimenting with it for a full year. And within that full year of devoting time to my practice, I learned so much about my mind and the power that it holds. And here's what is happening. So many of us have habits and conditionings and beliefs that we adopted that are in our unconscious mind. So from the moment that you become a baby and you open your eyes, you start recording everything that's happening around you and you start taking it into your experience, your human experience, and you believe it to be true. And so you go on in your life and you start operating from this place of your unconscious mind with all these habits that aren't even yours. And that's why Dr. Bruce Lipton says that the unconscious mind is a million times more powerful than the conscious mind. And that... 95 to 99% of the time, we are operating from our unconscious mind. So what happens in meditation is you start to become aware of these habits that are sitting in your unconscious mind. And you can call it subconscious as well. I use it interchangeably. Because to me, when you're not aware of something, it's almost as if you're sleeping to it, which is almost like you're unconscious, right? So you take what's in this unconscious mind and you bring it forth to your conscious mind and you have the tools to actually transform that so that you can create from a new blueprint, a new future, a new version of who it is that you are and what it is that you desire to be. That's the process of meditation. Meditation isn't what you think it is. Meditation is about re-engineering the hard drive of our mind so that we can begin to live a fully expressed, intentional, and purposeful life. Wow. Well, that was, I really don't have anything else to say to that. That was, I mean, I know people are going to get so much from that because we only know what we know. And I think people now have a much clearer understanding of exactly what meditation is. So before we, we start to wrap up, there's something really exciting that you want to talk about because this is the perfect segue into it. So you have a brand new program that is launching. It is yours. And I want you to just take a minute right now and tell the audience a little bit about what you've actually created and launched and how they can find out about it. Mm, I'm so excited for this because... I have never been called to serve in a program that is literally hitting the spot for so many people. And I've been hopping on a lot of calls with people and it's just, gosh, it's, it's game changing. So 
My program is a 12-week program to help you optimize your energy and design a fulfilling life based on your values. I want to help people build empires and create empires without burning themselves out in the process. And by honoring their own inner wisdom, they can really be able to accelerate in every area of their life, which is their their business and their relationships. So this program is called Anchor and Accelerate, and it's all meant to help you to simplify your life, to eliminate burnout, to have energy for days, to have access to limitless creativity. And especially if you are a high performer, if you're saying to yourself, I don't have any time in my schedule, I'm so busy, like there's no way that I could start implementing any kind of a meditation practice. If that's what you're thinking, this is especially for you. This whole program is like a lifestyle design program that is going to fit into every aspect of your life. And if anything, it's going to help you to become more clear on where it is that you're going. And there's something that's so magical about having clarity, because when you have clarity, everything else just seems to fall into place. And that's what happens as you start implementing the meditation practice. So if you're thinking to yourself that you're a high performer, high achieving hustler, and you have dreams on your heart, the size of Jupiter, (laughs) and you're like, yeah, from the outside looking in, I seem to have it all, but you recognize that you never feel like it's enough. You have no one else to confide in. you feel frustrated that you keep staying stuck inside of this hamster wheel. This program is meant for you. You're going to learn how to experience a sense of meaning and fulfillment and purpose in everything that you do. You're going to have a deeper, intimate connection with yourself. You're going to, because you're having a more intimate, intimate connection with yourself, you're going to end up having better sex. You're going to end up having deeper relationships. You're going to end up loving everything that you're doing in your business and obsessing over it. And naturally, you're going to make more money. That's just what happens when you, got, when you start to learn how to be more clear about what your boundaries are and communicate them. So it's really exciting. And where can they go specifically to find out about how to register for this event? And obviously, it'll be in the show notes as well. Yeah. So I have a really unique process for this because I'm clear about the kind of energy that I want to bring into this group. So if you're listening to this and it resonates with you and you're ready to commit, what I want to invite you to do is go to bookwithsamity.as.me slash breakthrough to schedule your free 50 minute one-to-one breakthrough call with me. And on that call, I'm going to have a good idea on where it is that you are right now and guide you to this program and also see if it's going to be the right fit for you. Awesome. So I would obviously put that in the show notes so people know how to connect with you and how they can book that discovery call with you to get into this amazing amazing program also uh what is the name of your website and your podcast so people can listen to that to stay connected to you as well Yes, you can find me at www.sandyvo.com. Definitely send me a voice message on Instagram at iSandyVo. I love connecting to everyone there. And also listen to my podcast at Super Conscious Soul Podcast. Sandy, you are a gem and you brought such light and love to this episode. I cannot wait to hear what people think of it because I know just listening to this episode is going to help so many people find their own personal, meditative, happy, loving place. And that's what it's all about. So Sandy, thank you so, so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you, Scott. I appreciate who you are, how you show up in the world, how you so much love and 
um, love to support other people. I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much, my friend. And again, definitely check Sandy out. Everything of how to connect with her will be in the show notes, guys. Do not miss this opportunity. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you again so much for checking out this week's episode. And if you can, head over to iTunes, search for Network Marketing Made Simple, leave me a five-star rating, basic review. I would be grateful for all the support you guys can give me. And again, if you'd be interested in learning more how to utilize LinkedIn to grow your business, your brand, and your bank account, head over to my website, www.scotterron.net. Fill out the form for your free 15-minute discovery call so I can learn more about you, your business, and how we can work together. And again, thank you guys so much. Grateful for you all, and I'll see you next time.